Welcome to Neo420.com. Make us a bookmark on your cell phone, tablet, and desktop. We are Neo420 Talks, talking all things cannabis and hemp, plus some other stuff. Come on. Here we go. Here we are again. Thank you for joining us back in the deep heart of the Pacific Northwest. We are Neo 420 Talks, the podcast talking all things cannabis and hemp, plus some other stuff. As always, I love you community. I love all the patrons that have been supporting us, reaching out to us, really giving us motivation to continue providing the information, providing the truth against the lies. We thank you so much as we come upon this great Christmas celebration. Over the next couple of days, we're going to have an opportunity to truly, truly enjoy all of the things that is our saving grace, our Lord, our brethren, our teacher, the merciful one that loved us so much to give his own life. The birth of Christ Jesus, the Son of God, God manifested here on earth. The only one to beat death. And the one that has risen again to live. You know, we go back in Easter and that holiday was set up because it was the resurrection of Jesus Christ. After he was crucified, he did rise again. And he is alive. Hallelujah. (laughs) But people try to hijack that. Try to make it about some Bugs Bunny rabbits. It's not about that. Christmas is not about Santa Claus and not about giving gifts. Christmas is a celebration of the birth of Christ. And people don't get caught up in double-mindedness like the enemy will try to have you do and saying, well, Christmas is not when Christ was born. The point is that we're celebrating the day of Christ's birth. Don't get caught up in the minutia of figuring out what day, when it was on the calendar, this and that, the other. None of these days are actually supposed to be the exact time it is about a celebration. That's just like Dr. King's birthday. We don't question about his day of birth. We're celebrating the man's life. We're celebrating Columbus Day. We're celebrating the founding of a new world. We're not celebrating Columbus. All of these things need to be understood instead of the warped interpretations that people are having. And I say that today because it's the day before Christmas If you go back and listen to our podcast that are over 100 strong, then we can celebrate and thank God for the life that has been given to us and know that with everything that is given, there is something expected. I'm given life, so I give in return that blessing to someone else in a a similar way or a different way, but that is... 
continuing on to pass on the blessing and that what God requires of us. To love your brother, love your neighbor as much as yourself. The Ten Commandments are the moral law of God. I can admit that I have not met them in my lifetime, but I am not to a point to where I am going to give up in trying. And whenever I do fall short, I make sure to repent of that and I make sure in order to come back to God with repentance and asking of forgiveness for the sin. And all of this that we do, we have to be genuine. We have to be true of heart, true of character, true of how you feel and true of how you act. Your mind has to be clear and it's all driven by a solid soul that for me and knowing that I am saved, I have strength in the one that lies and dwells within me. Through all thing through God, all things are possible. So we celebrate. We celebrate hallelujah. This great day that's coming forward. I had to, as a responsible, God-fearing man, I had to get to you this information because as as in every podcast, I, I at least attempt to say it. Maybe there's been times when I haven't, but the the entire mission of this podcast is to provide truth because the truth will make you free. So today, we're going to continue on to look at the voting irregularities in the United States, the voting irregularities, and I, I am going to say it, I'm going to be so brash to, brash, brash to say it, there's voting fraud that is taking place all over America, in small towns, in, in 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 Senate races, House of Representative races, and in the race for the President of the United States. And we cannot just stand by and do nothing about this. So, that's where we have continued to provide truth against the lies. So right now, you know, we had a podcast back in December 2nd. The Real Lowdown in U.S. Elections 2020 Part 1. This is the Real Lowdown in U.S. Elections 2020 Part 2. And what we're going to be talking about is we're going to be talking about Georgia again. And please go back to our last uh, podcast on the 19th that talked about Georgia legislators you need to be concerned about. Uh, And listen to the three episodes starting from December 16th, Woohoo, China V, Timeline, U.S. Elections Timeline, Part 1, 2, and 3. It's very important to understand what's really going on. Um, So this is going to be a follow-up as I attended, I, I, I listened to and watched the uh, the um, 
Georgia House Committee uh, election hearings that were held by the Secretary of State. And mind you, the Secretary of State did not attend it in person. He attended it via, you know, uh, the digital conference platform, Zoom, which we should not be using. We've reported on that, and it just came out that there's been Chinese spies that have been linked to Zoom, and Zoom is a Chinese company. So we're just giving up our freedom again to another party. But the Secretary of State actually did not attend the... Uh, did not show his face, I should say, during the uh, hearing. He was just there by with a name listed for him, which was very suspect in my opinion. But, you know, I look at things as factual basis, very deep, and I don't try to read into it, but I will say that these people are trying to distract us from what is really going on. And these representatives in Georgia are no different. I reported on the ones last week. I've got a few more to report right now that need to be watched. We already know that Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger is not to be trusted. We know that. I reported last time the legislator Renita Shannon not to be trusted. B. Wynn, not to be trusted. Robert Trammell, not to be trusted. We have to add to that list Representative Margaret Oliver. We have to also add to that list a state of Georgia employee that works from the, for the Secretary of State named Gabriel Sterling. This guy ends up getting a contract, his LLC, from the state of Georgia that's relevant to the election. And he says during the, the hearing that he did this, that the state did it because it was the easiest because Sterling had an LLC set up. So then he gets paid a contract amount for like four months that's coming to an end in, in like six days now. But he's going to then switch back over to taking... Uh, only Georgia uh, uh, salary from the state of Georgia, which he was collecting while he had the contract. This is an absolute conflict of interest. But the other person that we really need to be thinking about is a Secretary of State's General Counsel, Ryan Germany. This kid, this young corrupt attorney, is a cover-up artist like a, yim, a young Jim Comey. This guy is so corrupt that he was stuttering on the call. He was uh, swallowing hard because I was watching it. You could see whenever he would get to a point, he would swallow really hard whenever it's like, you know you're caught. But these people are trained liars. They're professional liars. So, of course, he made you know some kind of excuse for it. But... I'm going to play you a segment, a couple of segments on this. This one is when it gets to representative. Well, I don't even want to give her. Never mind. I don't even want to give her any credence. 
Because this person, you know, it's, it's all about race. It's all about fake information. I don't want to give this person a microphone, so for, let's forget that. What I do want to report about this is that one of the strangest anomalies that I uh, there was there was many during this hearing, but one of the ones that Representative Todd Jones, which is a piranha, Todd Jones is trying to get to the bottom of this. He asked a question. Um, about these mobile voting systems that were installed in buses. This is the first I had heard of this. And then they were uh, utilized throughout the state of Georgia. Now, in, in initial thought, you're thinking, yeah, that's a good idea to help with, with uh, wait times or long lines. But the state legis- the the statute for the state of Georgia requires that any ballots, uh, ballot counting machine is within 200 feet of the approved ballot counting, uh, a balloting location that's approved by the Secretary of State, right? And uh, Representative Todd Jones presented a spreadsheet that he and his staff members had put together of the 20-plus locations throughout the state of Georgia that we know about that had these voting machines on buses. And even though the statute of Georgia requires that these voting machines are to be used within 200 feet of an approved voting precinct, Representative Jones provided fact of matter that all of these uh, on this documented list that includes the address, the precinct, the address precinct, the vote registers number, ballots casted, vote voted Biden, voted Trump, voted Ben. It has all of these tallies, right? But then it goes to the nearest polling location. The very first one on this list, and it's in from 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 closest to far, farthest away. Of these 20 on this list, the first one is a quarter of a mile away. So, okay, we say uh, a mile is 5,200... 5,280 feet divided by 4. It's 1,320 feet. So this one was approximately 1,320 feet away. The second one on this list was 0.53 miles away. Okay? So it's a half a mile away. So... Um, instead of 5,280 feet, it's, uh, let's see if I can do quick math, 2,640 feet. Is that right? Uh, so 5,280 feet 
divided by 2 is equal to 2,640 feet. And then the list continues to be an increase of that. Let me see. The, um, the seventh voting location was 0.86 miles away. And then from that point on, every one of them are over a mile from the actual voting precinct. When it gets to the last quarter of this page, they're over two miles apart, away from the actual voting precinct. We get to the last two. The, the next to last one is 3.7 miles away from the approved voting precinct. The last one is 7.35 miles away from a voting precinct. Now, again, I'm all for the votes, but you have to stick to statute. You have to stick to law. You have to stick to these things. Otherwise, these votes do not count. And the total number of votes that were tallied in these different venues is over 100 and 20,000 votes that are in all intents purposes to be thrown out because this did not follow legislative statute okay so that was one of the big things that I thought was very strange the second thing that was beyond comprehensible okay now now understand this the Secretary of State is the office that administers the election process. And then they work with county uh, election boards, right? So the Secretary of State has what's called a certified election counter. And they're supposed to have one at every single voting precinct in the state. That's part of the, the, the Secretary of State's responsibility during voting years. So this biggest precinct in, um, I believe, the, at least one of the top three largest voting precincts is in Fulton County at State Farm Arena is where the Atlanta Hawks basketball team plays. So it's a very large arena. And it tallied um, hundreds of thousands of votes, okay? This is the one that you've seen that was on the news, on, all over the internet, everywhere, where these people were pulling containers of boxes from under tables that had cloths on them that were hidden. After the Republican uh, poll watchers had left, or, or vote uh, counters had left. So at this State Farm Arena, uh, the Secretary of State is asked point blank, is it true that at State Farm Arena there was only one uh, state-certified vote counter and that that state vote counter had to spend time between the State Farm Arena and a second voting precinct over a mile and a half away? Well, the Secretary of State would not answer the question. It actually went silent. On the, 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 the hearing went completely silent for at least 10 seconds. And then the Secretary of State responded that there was litigation that's ongoing, so he was going to refer to General Counsel, which is Ryan Germany, in order to answer that question. Um, and Ryan Germany responded by saying that 
because the county election board for Fulton County did not allow there to be a state certified election counter from the Secretary of State, that that alleged one vote counter for that large facility, it was not true. There was not any vote counter. There was a certified vote counter from the Secretary of State's office at the State Farm Arena for that large ballot counting that had happened. There was not one single state verified election vote counter at that facility. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? It is truly unbelievable what I'm telling you. So that that was that was being pulled, it was it was something that was just right out in the open. The Secretary of State's office knew it, but didn't have any problem with it, has continued to allow it. And this is a major problem that we all need to be concerned about and come to the bottom of, of what's going on. Now, President Trump finally came out with exactly what has been going on with the election he finally came out with a heavy-handed, very uh, fact-finding uh, outline of what's going on. So without any further ado, here is the President of the United States, Donald J. Trump, delivering marks on the Electoral College and COVID relief. Throughout the summer, Democrats cruelly blocked COVID relief legislation in an effort to advance their extreme left-wing agenda and influence the election. Then, a few months ago, Congress started negotiations on a new package to get urgently needed help to the American people. It's taken forever. However, the bill they are now planning to send back to my desk is much different than anticipated. It really is a disgrace. For example, among the more than 5,000 pages in this bill, which nobody in Congress has read because of its length and complexity, it's called the COVID relief bill, but it has almost nothing to do with COVID. This bill contains $85.5 million for assistance to Cambodia, $134 million to Burma, $1.3 billion for Egypt, and the Egyptian military, which will go out and buy almost exclusively Russian military equipment. $25 million for democracy and gender programs in Pakistan. $505 million to Belize, Costa Rica, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, Nicaragua, and Panama. $40 million for the Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C., which is not even open for business. $1 billion for the Smithsonian and an additional $154 million for the National Gallery of Art. Likewise, these facilities are essentially not open. $7 million for reef fish management, $25 million to combat Asian carp, $2.5 million to count the number of amberjack fish in the Gulf of Mexico a provision to promote the breeding of fish 
in federal hatcheries, $3 million in poultry production technology, $2 million to research the impact of downed trees, $566 million for construction projects at the FBI. The bill also allows stimulus checks for the family members of illegal aliens, allowing them to get up to $1,800 each. This is far more than the Americans are given. Despite all of this wasteful spending and much more, the $900 billion package provides hardworking taxpayers with only $600 each in relief payments. And not enough money is given to small businesses, and in particular restaurants, whose owners have suffered so grievously. They were only given a deduction for others to use in business their restaurant for two years. This two-year period must be withdrawn, which will allow the owners to obtain financing and get their restaurants back in condition. Congress can terminate it at a much later date, but two years is not acceptable. It's not enough. Congress found plenty of money for foreign countries, lobbyists, and special interests while sending the bare minimum to the American people who need it. It wasn't their fault. It was China's fault, not their fault. I am asking Congress to amend this bill and increase the ridiculously low $600 to $2,000 or $4,000 for a couple. I'm also asking Congress to immediately get rid of the wasteful and unnecessary items from this legislation and to send me a suitable bill or else the next administration will have to deliver a COVID relief package and maybe that administration will be me and we will get it done. Thank you very much. President Trump laid it all out right there. He let you know that this spending bill that's titled the COVID relief bill has nothing to do with the COVID relief. It has to do with repaying. He didn't say it, but I'm going to tell you why he was pointing out those, those countries that are getting that money. That is an obvious repayment of things that officials here in the U.S. have done or are getting paid from under the table, off the side, whatever you want to call it. This is corruption. Why would we be sending that type of money whenever this country is in debt? It's absurd to give all of these billions of dollars to other countries whenever they're talking about giving each American 600 bucks. Like, it's absurd. But the other thing that Trump, like, I want you to hear, and I'll probably do a specific uh, recording just for this because it's so important, but he provided a an outline. Uh, I guess I will. I actually will put it on the next podcast that'll be right after this one. So make sure to like this, uh, comment on it wherever you see it. Go to Facebook, Neo420 Media. Start following us there, sharing the content we provide. Look through the whole archive of information as it is a plethora of knowledge so please continue to share that information. Donate at the top of the Neo420.com page. Anywhere on the site, you can go and donate and help spread and support this independent free press as we continue to push truth against the lies as we are part of a constitution, Christian constitutional republic 
and we're intending to keep it that way. For those who do, I salute you.